Learn how to build your faith in God's Word and live a life of 100% victory 100% of the time. As you listen to the Senior Pastor, Davis Christian Center, Pastor Kingsley Okunkwo, and expect God's Word to work for you. In fact, the country itself is in a tough economic place right now. Um, a lot of frustration, a lot of stagnation. And God sent me to bring a word for you this morning. We're going to read from Psalm 37. Psalm 37. Starting from verse 1. I decree over your life that you will not be frustrated. I decree that you will not be depressed. I decree that you will not be stagnated. In the name of Jesus. Today, I release fresh strength into you in the name of Jesus. There's a lot of, you know, despair in the atmosphere. And God sent me to give you a word today. I don't know who you are. I don't know what you are dealing with. But this is your word. This is what? Your word. Very important. Very important. You might say, oh, nobody knows me. I'm just going through a lot of things. I'm poor. I'm broke. My parents are nothing. Or I don't have parents. Or whatever. See, it doesn't matter in what corner of town you came out of. It doesn't matter in what situation you have found yourself. This is your word this morning. God is sending you a word of deliverance in the name of Jesus. Psalm 37 from verse 1. It says, fret not thyself. That means don't panic. Fret not thyself because of evildoers. Neither be thou what? Envious against the workers of what? Iniquity. This scripture is talking about Nigeria. We live in a time now where people that are doing 419 are even justifying it. We're even debating whether it's 419 good or not good. It is a, it's a discussion for a nation. Very disgraceful. It is because it looks like fraudsters are doing well. So many people are envying them. That's why many people are supporting them. 
we are discussing as a nation whether it's okay to be a fraudster or not. A fraudster. You need to understand, guys. All robbery is robbery. All stealing is stealing. So if you are saying the guy pressing computer to steal is okay, what of the guy carrying gun? Because they are all thieves. The one with gun cannot press computer. His own computer is, 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 is shotgun. Somebody gets what I'm saying? So to be supporting such things means you also are online to be robbed by heavy arm robbers. If somebody gets what I'm saying? It's because the, in, the, in the country, there's so much poverty, people are now envying established fraudsters. Because once they share money, everybody just praise them. And in case you don't know, the amount of fraudsters being raised from Nigeria will affect your own reputation no matter who you are. I hope you know that. Some of you, you've not started doing international business, so you don't understand what I'm saying. But those people that are doing international business, you know what I'm talking about. Once you mention Nigeria, in fact, even if your IP address just shows you are from Nigeria, there's some websites you can't access. I get what I'm saying. So we can't allow such rubbish. And for everyone supporting them, may their grandchildren and generations also be duped by the same people they are supporting. Those that are justifying it, may their generations remain in 419. Somebody say, I'm cursing you. No, it just means jump out of the curse. That is simple. Hallelujah. He said, fret not thyself because of evildoers. Neither be thou envious against the workers of what? Iniquity. The bad thing about this kind of thing is that it will even make people doing legitimate business now feel that they are foolish. Because that's what they're saying. They say don't envy those that are prospering in their own way. Ah, many ladies now in part-time prostitution now. And they are justifying it. Because a human being, whenever you're doing something bad, your conscience will be pricking you. So you have to come up with, with many things to try and justify what you're doing. That they, hey, hey, the, our forefathers were captured in slave trade. So we are only collecting our money back. <laughs> President of recovery mission. <laughs> so today, part-time prostitution is okay. We are justifying it. We are justifying Yahoo. It's because of the hardship in the country. So people's conscience is getting dulled because of poverty. See verse 2. Verse 1 says, don't envy the evildoers. Verse 2 says, for they shall soon be what? Cut down like the grass. And wither as the green herb. Verse 3 says what? Trust in the Lord and what? Do good. So shall thou dwell in the land, and verily thou shall be fed. One version says, thou shall be satisfied. They say, you dwell in the land. Dwell in the land, dwell in the land, and do what is right. Do the right thing. Hallelujah. I'm saying this for the young person pressured to move, to change line. For the young person pressured to move from doing legit to now going to do illegit. I still spoke to a young man today outside here. He sent me a, a, a message some time ago. He used to be a fraud star. He used to be a 419 person. But today now he's changed and he's a 419. He's pursuing his dreams. 
He has not made it yet, but thank God he has even changed from that way of life. Are you here, somebody? That's what we are saying. It says, you dwell in the land, do what is right, do the right thing, and verily thou shalt be fed. Listen, I told them in the first service, listen, the economy of a country can be bad. That happens from time to time. Don't let that one confuse you. That is normally in the agenda of God. Sometimes when God wants to walk in a place, he has to allow some certain things to happen. He might not be the one that is causing it to happen, but he has to allow some things to happen so that he can get to do what he wants to do. Is somebody getting what I'm saying? So, of a truth, the economy of Nigeria is tough right now. That is a fact. However, that is not necessarily your testimony. The way God works is that the whole country might be going through something, but God will keep his promise to you as a person. If somebody gets what I'm saying? I know the economy of the country is bad. There might be scarcity. But God is saying you dwell in the land, do what is right, you will be fed. God will keep his covenant to you. The problem with many of you is that you are attaching your destiny to Nigeria's destiny. I don't know if you get what I'm saying. You are attaching your economy to Nigeria's economy. You are attaching your sustenance to Nigeria's sustenance. Don't do that. You and God have a personal agreement. God will keep his promise to you in spite of what is going around or going on in around you. I don't know if somebody's hearing what I'm saying. And there are evidences of this all through scripture. The days of Abraham, there was famine in the land and God blessed only Abraham. He said, see your father Abraham, I called him alone and blessed him. Are you here somebody? He said, I called him alone and what? Blessed him. There was famine in the days of Abraham. But God singled him out and blessed. I decree there's someone under the sound of my voice. God will single you out and bless you. In your family, God will single you out and bless you. In your office, God will single you out and bless you. In your neighborhood, God will single you out and bless you. In your industry, God will single you out and bless you. You need to understand what I'm saying, guys. The God we serve keeps covenant. He's not, he's not intimidated by what is going on around. He will keep his word to you. Oh. DJ, you didn't find it where I called him alone and blessing. You didn't find out. So see your father, Abraham. I called him alone and blessed him. Wow. Then also, in Genesis 26, we saw the same thing. He said, <laughs> that he was talking to Isaac. He said, dwell in this land. He says, I will bless you here. Even though there's famine. He said, there was a famine in the days of Isaac. Different from the famine that was in the days of Abraham. Hallelujah. He said, there was a famine in, uh, look at this here. Genesis 26. One. He said, and there was a famine in the land. Beside what? The first famine that was in the days of who? Abraham. 
So there were two famines. There, were, there was a famine in the days of Abraham. God called him alone and blessed him. Then Isaac's time too, there was another famine. So I've told you, it doesn't matter what, is, what God is doing in the country as a whole. He will still keep his agreement with you. So don't, don't attach your own destiny or your own economy to Nigeria. So God, the next thing God told Isaac, God told him, stay in this land for I will bless you. Stay in this land. He said, I will keep the oath or the covenant that I swore to your father. Did you, have you brought it up? He said, so God, God told Isaac, stay in the land, sojourn in this land, and I will what? I can't hear you. I will what? Be with you and will bless you. For unto you and unto your seed. Do you see this? There is famine in the land, but God is saying unto you and unto your seed, you. He says, um, I, I, unto you, unto your seed, I will give all these countries. And I will do what? Perform the oath which I swore to Abraham, your father. I will perform what I promised. I will perform what I promised. I will keep my, it doesn't matter what's going on in the country. I will keep my promise to you. I decree over someone here. Every word of prophecy, every covenant and agreement, every promise God has made about your life, I decree to come to pass in the name of Jesus. So I will keep my agreement with you. And in case you don't know, you are you rooted in that Abrahamic covenant. I hope you know that. I hope you know your sons and daughters of Abraham. Ah, that's why when you say in our lineage we don't marry quick, I wonder which uh, lineage you are referring to. It means you don't know your lineage. Say we don't make it. We don't live above forty. We don't make it big. Ah, you are really looking at the wrong story. You are a child of Abraham. From the day you connected to Jesus, you were rooted back into that covenant. And it is important that you understand what I'm saying and connect with it. I agree. The economy of Nigeria is tough. I agree. But God is tougher than any economy. He will keep his agreement with you. But somebody saying, okay, pastor, <laughs> he will keep it with me. What am I supposed to do? Very good. That's a good question. That's a good question. Verse 3. Verse 3. It says, do what? Verse 3, DJ, 37 verse 3. Say, do what? Trust in the Lord and what? Do good. And dwell in the land and thou shalt be fair. Verse 4 says, Delight thyself also what? In the Lord. And he shall give you what? The desires of your heart. Verse 5 says, Commit thy way unto the Lord. Trust also in him. And he shall what? Bring it to pass. Now listen. Now listen, the way God is going to start doing it is that he will start planting ideas and dreams in your heart. So the first point for this series is the power of vision. The power of vision. God can't do much for you until he gets you to be on the same page with him. The reason is because two can't work together Except they are in agreement. I don't know if you get what I'm saying. Two cannot work together except what? They are in agreement. 
So the first thing God always does is to plant a vision in your heart. So that scripture that says, delight yourself in the Lord, and it will give you desires of your heart. The real thing that is in that original text is delight yourself in God, and it will put desires in your heart. He will put desires in your heart. What that means is that God will inspire certain desires, inspire certain dreams, inspire certain ideas, inspire certain visions. You will start seeing a better future. And listen, there is nobody as, 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 as sad and as depressed as someone that cannot see a better future. What makes people depressed is not their present condition. What makes people depressed is the fact that they can't see a better condition. I don't know if you get what I'm saying. Eh, that's what, it's hopelessness that makes people depressed. That means all of us can be in the same spot. But if you have hope of a better situation, you will live longer, you will live better than the person that thinks there's no hope. So he will be depressed and commit suicide. So it's not the situation that makes people commit suicide. It's the lack of a picture of a better future. I don't know if somebody gets what I'm saying. Some scientists did an experiment with some rats. They took some rats, threw them into water, and were watching them struggle. The rats struggled, I'm not sure of the exact time, but I'll give you an idea. The rats struggled, let's say, for seven hours. Then it drowned. So they marked that seven hours. Then they brought another set of rats, put them in that same water. When it was six hours plus, they rescued them. Then they allowed them rest. After another time, they put those same rats now in water. Those ones stayed for days. You know why? They have been rescued before. So they have hope that we will not die here. We will not die here. The other ones that they put that have never experienced rescue, when they swam, swam, they could not survive. They drowned with cooperation. That's what happens to human beings. They say you can live a certain amount of days without food. You can live a certain amount of days without water, but you can't even live for one day without hope. The moment you become hopeless, you, you, you enter a deplorable state. You start doing some things you have no business doing. I pray for everyone under the sound of my voice. God will give you a vision of your future. It sounds like a simple thing, but that's where everything God does starts from. He has to paint a picture. So that both of you will be in agreement. You have to see a picture of a better future. And you see, this thing I'm talking about, it's not something you just cook up. It's something God shows you and gives you. It might look like a dream or an idea or just a desire. But it is divinely orchestrated. Because when it's God that brings it, it infuses in you faith. It infuses in you hope. It infuses in you excitement. It changes your behavior today. You are not there yet, but you're already behaving like you are going to be there. It makes a world of difference. Some of you, the things you are doing now is because you think you will not be great. You don't think anybody doing for one night can't see it. If he ever thought that one day he will be a role model somewhere, he won't do it. He thinks nobody, he thinks he's nobody. I don't know if you what I'm saying. Mr. Girl, that you are sleeping around, you, Joe, you don't have a picture. The day you know that you'll be president's wife, and you're already distributing the president's goods <laughs> to the entire nation. As if it's something inside budget. <laughs> hey, 
Or the day you dream that even as a woman, you will be the governor one day. Or you will be the president yourself one day. You won't behave like that. That's what intoxicated Joseph. Why he didn't sell out his destiny for small pleasure. That's what happened to Moses. That's why he refused to enjoy in Egypt. Because he saw a bigger picture. That's what the Bible says. That's what happened to Jesus. They say for the joy that was set before him. He endured the cross. You are wondering how will somebody die for other people? When he sees all of us like this. He saw your face. That's what he was seeing. Say for the joy that was set before him. Look at it. Looking unto Jesus, not official faith, say for the joy that was set before him, he endured the cross, he despised the shame, and he sat down now at the right hand. So he was looking at how you would look when you are saved. He was seeing you make heaven. So he says, What it? That's what makes the difference between everybody, is what you are seeing. If you are looking at only your present, there are many things you won't do well. Somebody getting this? Let me give you a quick example. Let me quickly give an example. Imagine you join a company today. You join a bank today as a staff today. And they tell you, somebody calls you in secret. Maybe the owner of the bank, the chairman of the bank calls you in secret and says, you know what? In a few years from now, you will be the MD of this bank. As in they tell you that from day one. Will it affect your behavior throughout in that bank? The way you'll be dressing. It'll be different for that bank. Am I correct? Because you are the future MD. They don't know. When they shout at you, say, hmm. <laughs> don't worry, my time is coming. You are shouting, say, hmm. Because you, you know something they don't know. To affect how you are behaving now. You will never come late. Because you already set an example. Because you are the future MD of that bank. When they want to bribe and do some secret things, you will say, no, we can't. We don't do this here. Because it's my bank. I can't steal from myself. Should I tell you something? God has also dropped a vision about your future. It should affect how you are behaving now. It should affect it. That's why Joseph survived in prison, survived everywhere. He had a picture of a bigger future. Bigger than what they were offering him. That's what the devil uses to drown people. If he can stop you from seeing far, he will mess you up in your present. That will happen to Esau. Esau could not see a future. Esau only saw a sorrow. When you are not seeing a future, a sorrow is, is looking precious. It's a lack of vision. If all our African leaders can see the power of legacy, all they are seeing now is, 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 is food. And money and house in Dubai. But all of them put together, one finger of Mandela trumps them. One finger. I don't know if you get what I'm saying. I don't know if you get what I'm saying. Many years after all their money has finished, many years after all their mansion, cockroach has overoccupied it, Mandela will still be celebrated. None of them will be remembered. Presidents were honored. Presidents of real countries, oh, real countries like the United States and UK and all that, real countries. <laughs> Presidents of countries were honored to meet Mandela. Sir. They were honored. Is there any president anywhere that is honored to meet any of our ex-leaders? Somebody said they don't allow them to enter the countries. 
It's a lack of vision. The, the money was all they saw. That what happened to Israel. Asaro looked so precious because he, he wasn't seeing a future. See, when you don't see a future, what you, what you have will look more important than what you can have. If you're here and you don't pay tithe and you don't give offerings, you don't, you don't sow, it's very simple. We're, we're not against you. We're not angry with you. It's your lack of vision. The day you see what's in, you are, you are too occupied with what's in your own hand. The day you see what's in God's hand, you will gladly release what's in your hand. I don't know if you get what I'm saying. You and somebody say, let's join our money together. You can only dis- disagree if you don't know how much the person has. I don't know if you get what I'm saying. You have one million in your pocket. I say, let's join our money. Your first question will be like, hmm. Abi, you have one million naira. And somebody say, let's join our money and be spending it together. You say, hmm? You don't come. Why? But what if you ask my account officer, how much does that guy have? And they say, it's one, one million dollars. You will gladly bring your one million. I say, let's join, let's join. Let's join it together. If you are still eating your tithe, be eating it. If you are still holding back what you should give to God, be holding it. It's not your fault. It's your lack of vision. Because right now, what's in your hand is the biggest thing you can ever have. That's why you're holding it. The day you see what God's in God's own hand, you will gladly release your own. Do you know what is all lost by eating porridge? Porridge? I can buy you porridge today from KFC or somewhere. Today! It's all lost Today now, in Israel and all over the world and the Bible, he was supposed to be the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Esau. He was the firstborn. And today, he is the displaced him and is now the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Eternally displaced. Come on, say God forbid. Eternally displaced. I wonder how his grandchildren will feel. See our grandpa? And I, I, if, they are, if they are this generation, they will be calling him bad nickname. Grandpa Saru. <laughs> Grandpa Saru. Because he sold our birthright. For Saru. Because he couldn't see a bigger future. I pray for everyone that the sound of my voice. God will show you a bigger picture. There is a better picture of your life. And God will show it to you. In the name of Jesus. The day you see it, you behave differently now. That's how you know you have seen it. There are some things you will not take. Not because you don't like it, but you know that you, you, there's something better. Many people have married people they should not marry because they couldn't see better. Just let me hold this one. And they've lost everything. Let me tell you something. The criteria for this thing, they say, delight yourself in the Lord. So they are saying, look, you have to so fall in love with God. Because that helps your heart to be open for him to implant it. So some, some of you, they are singing worship. You just sit down. You are pressing phone. You are, you are not, uh, it doesn't work. You must be so connected to God that he now inseminates you with that vision. Boom. Just drops it, plants it. And it begins to germinate. You might not have the money yet, but you are not depressed. Because you know this is not your end. This is just a phase. It's not your end. It's just a bend. <laughs> are you here, Somebody. Delight yourself in the Lord and he will put desires in your heart. He said, trust him and he will bring it to pass. He will bring that desire to pass. He will bring... Some of you, that's why no matter how poor you are, you still think rich. You still behave rich. You still talk rich. It's because you are rich. Money might not yet know it, but you are rich. Your landlord might not yet know it, but you are rich. And it's just a matter of time. 
money will come to know it. It's a matter of time, your landlord will come to know it. And they will all, they will all cooperate with what God has already said. Somebody get what I'm saying? Somebody saying, but oh, how can these things be? Good question. When God gives you a vision, you need to receive it. You need to receive it and believe it. Even though I'll build on this a bit more next week. You need to receive it and build it and, 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 and receive it. Believe it and receive it. Some people don't know the impact of believing and receiving. Whenever God says something, it's not automatic. God is not a magician. That is one of the major differences between God and a magician. The magician is abracadabra. You don't have to believe. In fact, a magician doesn't even want you to believe. The more you look, the less you see. It's totally different with God. God needs you to believe and to receive for it to happen. Because he can't impose it on you. Somebody get to what I'm saying. I'll give you some examples. Things were tough one time in Israel. They said things were so bad that people were eating people's children. I want to assume that means there was no more school because if there was school running then and your baby is very one fine yellow baby, big head. <laughs> now even the teachers go chopper. People were eating people's babies. That's how hungry they were. So much poverty in the land. And they went to call the man of God. And the man of God prophesied. He said, by this time tomorrow. (laughs) Hallelujah. Hmm. Dollar will be one dollar to ten naira. Imagine, wouldn't that be nice? I don't even want to think one dollar to one naira. That one is too big. Let's even start from one dollar to ten naira. He said, by this time tomorrow, one dollar will be ten naira. To own a mansion will be 200,000. To own a car will be 50,000. To marry wife, you only need 7,500. All the young men will be married. Say, give me two. <laughs> <laughs> Praise God. He said, by this time tomorrow, there will be abundance in the land. The things he was saying was crazy for the people and for the situation they were in at that time. But every other person said, okay, we receive that. He said, this thing looks hard though. This thing this man of God is saying looks funny, but we receive it and we believe it. Only one guy, one astute scholar, one professor emeritus, one learned fellow, highly educated, highly broad, broad in science and economics. He came and said, even if God opens the windows of heaven, these things can never be. And I told people in the first service, and I will tell you, the Bible is a coded book. The Bible always interprets the Bible, and they are all connected from Genesis to the end. All connected. And, this, and, and that Bible was written thousands of years apart. Those people didn't meet themselves. Yet everything they were saying was connected. See? See the scripture. The guy said, Then a Lord in whose hand the king leaned. So he was a special advisor on economic matters. So he should know better. Listen, God as a principle always uses the foolish things to confound the wise. Some of you, you follow news too much. You follow economics too much. You follow economics too much. 
Those things are, is what is affecting you. You are following unemployment rates, following the price of crude oil. Follow, my brother, God will keep his covenant to you. If you can follow the word of God that much, you would have gone further by now. I don't watch news as a principle. What are they saying? What can they say? I stopped watching because a few times I was watching, they were getting, I was almost getting depressed. <laughs> Especially if you normally watch CNN and you switch and watch Nigerian news. It's sad. So I don't watch. I don't watch. I rather just stay with the one that's important to me than be just watching them talking rubbish. So this special advisor, <laughs> hey, this special advisor, he, he, he said, "The man of God, behold, if the Lord would make." Windows in what heaven? Please, this phrase, windows in heaven, where else was it in the Bible? Malachi 3, as regarding what? The tithe. It's one of the ways God blesses. As a tither, one of the things you are entitled to is open heavens. And open heavens doesn't mean God pours money. You must have known by now God doesn't pour money from heaven. What he pours out is these desires and these visions and these dreams. It makes all the difference. When God gives you a vision, he is also committed to bringing it to pass. It's part of the benefits of the tithe. It, 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 you, when you tithe, you are plugging into heaven's economy. If you don't tithe, you are only left with only Nigeria's economy. And I pity you if that's what you are left with. I, I'm sorry for you. Go back. Go back to what we're reading. He gets even the open room. Say, how can these things be? And see what the pastor, the man of God said to him. He said, behold, thou shalt see it with thy eyes. And thou shalt not what be a part of it. Let me advise you. This is why one of the tricks of the devil in this end time is to make people fight pastors. Because that is where your word is. You can't attract what you attack. They will join you to put mouth in what doesn't concern you, not knowing that you are blocking away the word God has for you. So be careful. He told the man of God, even if they open heaven, how can these things be? The man of God told him that your eyes will see it, but you will never partake of it. That's what happens whenever God speaks a word. It's not automatic. If you don't receive it and believe it, your eyes can see it, but you won't partake of it. You become a partaker by receiving and believing the word that was spoken. Are you getting what I'm saying? That's how you become a word partaker. You partake from every promise of God by believing it. This guy did not believe it. He said, how can these things, how can it happen? He said, you will see it. You won't taste it. And that's exactly what happened. When the blessing came, while he was opening mouth, he said, ah, ah, ah. People that were rushing to go and take food, they trampled on him. So he saw it and he didn't partake of it. I wonder how many people here have seen other people have what they have and yet have not partaken in it. Go and check what you, what you believe. That angel told Mary. Because he, he, Mary too asked the same question. How can these things be? The angel told her that blessed is she that believes. For there shall be a performance of the things that were told. So it's when you believe that it brings about a performance. You must believe and receive. So what I'm telling you is that Nigeria's economy might be bad. I agree. Don't, that's not what you should focus on. God will keep his promise to you. You need to go to the world. God will plant visions in your heart. Hallelujah. Let's read the whole scripture. 
I just wanted to lay that down. So the, 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 the first out of the big four is the power of what? Vision. God dropping pictures or desires. Sometimes they're just like a desire. You just want something. But you would know it because this desire is spiritually engineered. It has spiritual power inside. It's not just a wish. It's not a wish. The difference between a wish and a vision is that a wish doesn't move you to do anything. You just wish it. You see somebody's car, you say, I wish I have this car. When it's a vision, it motivates you today to start behaving in a certain way. Is somebody getting what I'm saying? It changes you today. Even though you don't have it yet. It affects you today. It affects your behavior today. It affects your thinking today. You will no longer be depressed. Depression is because you can't see ahead. Depression comes because you can't see a better future. When you see a better future, even though you don't have money now, you know that this is just a phase. Come on, say I hear. Let's read this whole chapter because I want to read everything to you. Verse what are we? We've read five, have we? Five says, commit thy way, that's this your vision, into, unto the Lord. Trust him. That means depend on him and he shall do what? Bring it to pass. Verse six says, and he shall bring forth thy righteousness as the light and thy judgment as the noonday. Verse 7 says, do what? Rest in the Lord. And what? Wait patiently for him. Fret not thyself because of him who prospereth in his own way. Nigeria is dealing with that now. 419 people, slay mamas, everybody's doing bad things to get money. They're selling all kinds of things on the internet today. I'm just shocked that they'll be selling these things in my lifetime. They're selling charms that you can use to rope men. Hey, in or publicly, the people selling it are very bold. That if you buy this thing, it's sweet now. I said, Jesus Christ. And nobody will go to their page and criticize them. You just go now and preach Jesus. Satan will rise from everywhere and be writing rubbish. <laughs> he says, don't, don't fret yourself. Because of him who prospereth in his own way. Because the man who bringeth wicked, because of the man who bringeth wicked devices to pass. Verse 8 says, Cease from anger, forsake wrath, fret not thy, thyself in any wise to do evil. That means don't, 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 don't get to the stage where you want to go and do what they are doing. I don't know who I'm talking to here. Don't get to that stage where you say, I'm tired, I'm going to do 419. I'm tired, I'm going to be sleeping down for, with men for money. So don't do that. He said, For evildoers shall be what? Cut off. But those that wait upon the Lord, they shall what? Inherit the earth. Say, for yet a little while, and the wicked shall not be. Yea, thou shalt diligently consider his, consider his place, and it shall not be. But the meek shall inherit the earth, and shall delight themselves in the abundance of peace. The wicked plotted against the just, and gnashed upon him with his teeth. Said the Lord shall what laugh at it, for he seeth that his day is coming. This is for somebody that they are terrorizing in your office. They say God is laughing at them. He said the wicked shall draw out the sword and have bent their bow to cast down the poor and the needy, and to slay such as be of an upright conversation. He said their sword shall enter into their own heart, and their bows shall be broken. He said, a little that a righteous man hath is better than the riches of many wicked. 
Do you see this? It said, for the arms of the wicked shall be broken, but the Lord upholded the righteous. The Lord knoweth the days of the upright, and their inheritance shall be forever. They shall not be ashamed in the evil time. And, the, and in the days of famine, they shall what? Satisfied. Verse 20. But the wicked shall perish, and the enemies of the Lord shall be as the fat of lambs. They shall consume into smoke. They shall consume away. The wicked borroweth and payeth not again, but the righteous showeth mercy and giveth. For such as be blessed of him shall inherit the earth, and they that be cost of him shall be cut off. The steps of a good man are ordered of the Lord, by the Lord, and is delighted in his way. Say, though he fall, he shall not utterly be cast down. For the Lord does what? Upholded him with his hand. I have been young, and now I'm old. Yet have I not seen the righteous forsaken, nor his seed begging bread. You will never need to beg. I say you will never need to beg. You will not beg to be loved. You will not beg to be married. You will not beg to be employed. You will not beg to be paid. In the name of Jesus. You will not beg for your documents to be signed. You will not beg for your visa to be approved. In the name of Jesus. Say the righteous never begs. Say he is merciful, verse 26, and lendeth, and his seed is blessed. Say depart from evil and do what is right and dwell forevermore. For the Lord loveth judgment and forsaketh not his sins. They are preserved forever, but the seed of the wicked shall be cut off. The righteous shall inherit the land and thereon forever. The mouth of the righteous speaketh wisdom and his tongue talketh judgment. The law of his God in his heart, none of his steps shall slide. Say the wicked watch at the righteous and seeketh to slay him. The Lord will not leave him in his hand, nor condemn him when he's judged. Hallelujah. Let's jump. It says, uh, verse 39. It said, but the salvation of the righteous is of the Lord. He is their strength in the time of trouble. He said, and the Lord shall help them and deliver them. And he shall deliver them from the wicked. And save them because what they trust in him. Hallelujah. Come on, give the Lord a hand. Hallelujah. Can we bow our heads this morning? You're going to do one thing in one minute. You're going to pray two prayer points in one. The first one, you're going to receive and believe the word that has been spoken over you. That God's promise to you. It doesn't matter what Nigeria is going through. Nigeria has its own destiny. God is working on Nigeria as a country. But he also has a promise to you as a person. As his child and as a seed of Abraham. Can you begin to decree that God's covenant with you shall be sustained? Go ahead and just talk to God. Say, I believe and receive everything that has been spoken over my life as a covenant child. And also begin to decree that God will plant visions and dreams of a better future. You need to see where that business is going. God will show you. God will show you where your life is going. Where your marriage is going. Where your career is going. Lord, drop that picture of that business you should start. You will see the vision now. Begin to pray in the name of Jesus. We know you've been blessed by this message. To order a copy of this message or any of our messages, you can call us on 080-777-14411 or 080-777-14412. 
or you can visit our website on www.davidschristiancenter.org. David's Christian Center, home of victorious people.